There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple Bodley. You know, it's funny how when we move to new heights in our vibration that, you know, our reality changes and sometimes people don't keep up with us. And so we end up like losing friends along the way and we think, you know, what's wrong with these people? How come they, you know, can't come along with us? What's, how come they can't raise their vibration to be with us? And it almost makes you have this fear, like if you're going to go and pursue your desires, well, what will people think of you? And will you lose those people? And will you lose other things that's in your reality now? And that's all a big illusion. And so today, Astrid and I are going to share Laurel and Joshua's perspective on a question from Sam. Sam has had a lot of recent success and she's raised her vibration a ton and all these good things are happening, but she's noticed that some of these friends are not coming along with her. And she realizes now from her perspective where she is now that the reason for it all, but it's like, what's going on here really? And obviously it's a vibrational thing, so we're gonna talk about that. Astrid Halverson, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you. I'm good. Yes, Excellent. I'm good, and I'm working on accepting the conditions. That's that seems to be the theme of the past few days. Yes, um, we did a podcast a while ago about how to accept annoying people, and yeah. I've noticed that you know I'm this being of love. I'm limitless, and I don't have any annoying people in my life anymore. Do you have annoying people in your life? Yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> So you're not a being of love? Is that what it is? I'm I am a being of love. I'm just working on what I what I got was that when you want a lot of freedom and you're you have big desires, you're gonna have big you have to let go of a lot of things. Like the the bigger the desires, the more you have to change within you, the more you have to let go of. And so yeah, I'm I'm obviously having a hard time accepting the conditions. So, Are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very much. Yeah. Well, you know, that is the number one thing we do to engage the law of attraction is to accept what is primarily to accept ourselves as we are hmm. and to realize that we are magnificent and limitless beings of love and acceptance. This is what we came in for, yet we've all come from this old approach of control. And so now we have to figure out how to give up that control, which means figure out how to accept everything and then allow what is, you know, our highest good to unfold as it will. So that unfolding of the highest good is accomplished by accepting everything is perfect as it is. Everything is right as it is. So yeah. our only work then is to figure out how to accept everything as it is. Yeah. And, but not doing it in a way to sort of, not trying to accept what is so that you can change it because yeah, you can't trick the universe. <laughs> that's still tried. control. Yeah, that's yeah, still control, yeah, right? Yeah. We used to um, meditate mostly to the abundance meditation because we're going to try and control our abundance by meditating about abundance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would do it before playing poker. I'd say, okay, I, mean, I would do the, med the abundance meditation before going to play poker so that I would attract the abundance by winning everything, yeah. winning that money. And uh, who knows if that worked or not, because I did win a lot, but still, you know, I just don't have that many manifestation events anymore. It's really awesome. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's really cool. It's just, it's just when you get to this space where you're accepting, 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 you're appreciating, you're feeling grateful, 
and you realize that all manifestation events are coming up to show you a limiting belief, the second you get a negative thought, you really can process it in your mind so quickly that you just change your perspective and you get back to feeling good and then you just act on inspiration. Yeah. This is a cool question we have today from Sam. Sam, I don't know if I should tell everyone, but she is like this um, super successful author that just wrote, some, wrote, a, wrote one book and it became really popular. And then she got contracted to write other books. And I think she's on her third or fourth book now. And she's going through these, you know, escalating successes and doing really well and traveling and having all these experiences by being this author. And some of her old friends are like not calling her, not keeping in touch, falling off the wagon. Have you noticed that since you've ascended to this level? Uh, I keep what my, my immediate thought is, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? Not what's wrong with these people, but what's wrong with me? Why can't I, why do these people seem to disappear? What, what did I do wrong? Why can't I hold on to these friends? What's wrong with me? And then also the fear, will I ever make new friends again? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I can't control it. Right. Accept it. Yeah. The people in your life are a vibrational match to you. So look around and see who's around, and that's how you know uh, who you're interacting with most of the time, who's important to you. Those are the people that that are vibrationally matched to you now. Those who aren't a match to you now don't need to be here now. They're, for whatever reason, not in your life. So since Joshua came five and a half years ago, almost six years ago, um, I've moved. I have this whole Joshua community. My friends really are the people in this community. Um, my old friends, some of them I keep in touch with, but most of them have drifted off. And some of them drifted off radically where they're just completely gone. Like I, I may never talk to them again. Is that sort of thing. Yeah. One of my friends had talked to Lily and said, what is this Joshua shit that he's doing? What's he trying <laughs> to pull here? What kind of scam is this? And is Temple even his middle name? Does he make that up? <laughs> not his middle name. Temple, yeah. Why is he Gary Temple Bodley now? He used to be Gary Bodley. Now it's Gary Temple Bodley. What do you think? No, that was my name I was born with. But and, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to, th- I, I never told anyone Temple because I was ashamed of it. And oh. Yeah, because so weird, you know? Especially imagine being in fifth grade. What's your middle name? I don't have one, I would say. Yeah. Everyone else is it, like Bob. Is it? Is it not a last name? Is it like a first name? It, it's like, it comes from nowhere. No one knows why that name is around. Oh, no I thought knows. it was like a second or like a last name. No. Mm-mm. Oh. It's nobody's last name. It's none. My dad's name is Hugh Gordon Temple Bodley. But that temple, um, no one knows why that's there, you know? Oh. And so why did he name me Gary Temple Bodley, if he's going to choose something, why not Gary Gordon Bodley, you know, yes, or yeah. something, right? <laughs> so Gary Temple Bodley, here it is. I'm like, this is weird. Why do I have the name? But now that I'm doing this, it makes so much sense to me. And I did a little research on my name. Gary, it comes from Garo, which is a spear. Temple is a temple. And then... Spear in the temple? Well, and then Bodley. Bod is bode, which is old English for spear. And Lee, L-E-I-G-H, is a thicket of woods. So it's like spear in the temple, spear in the thicket of woods. And I think there's some meaning to that, you know. Oh, that's oh. deep. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I yeah. wonder what it, like, what it really means. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, if, if we're on the leading edge of thought, then wouldn't we be on, like, the tip of that spear, you know? Could be, yeah. Of all of this. And we're piercing through the hearts and minds of millions. You and I. Wow. So, but Astrid, Astrid to me sounds like the universe, the stars. I heard. That sort of thing. I heard that it means loved by the gods or godly beauty. And I I think I'll I'll choose loved by the gods. I like that one. Yeah. 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 And Halverson, what does that mean? Son of uh, Halver. Uh, Son of Halver, yeah. It's like Jen's Jen's son. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mar's son, right? Yeah. Uh, or Johnson, 
Yeah. Yeah. Johnson. Now, what is Halver mean? I wonder. I don't know. Halver. That's my grandpa, Halver Halverson. His first name's Halver? Yeah. Funny. Yeah, we should look that up. Anyway, um, okay, so <clears throat> I'm going to just share this with everyone. No one's going to get it. I didn't get it until my third time through the boot camp. But one problem in engaging the law of attraction, there's two keys to it, right? The first key is you have to accept yourself, everyone else, and the conditions in, as they exist in the moment. The second key is you have to accept your entire history of your life. Every moment in your life in the past was perfect. You can't use your imagination to say, if that person didn't do this to me, our life would be better, right? Because mm. no one did anything to you. It was all part of the experience that led you to where you are now. If you're listening to this show, it's because somehow you've taken this journey that led you spiritually to where we are now, to a new approach to life, a new thought, and the reality that you're something more than you think you are. Okay. In addition to that, you have to accept that everything that happens in the future is going to be perfect as well. Hmm. If everything happened in the past, it was perfect. If everything's happening right now, it's perfect. You must know that everything happening in the future is perfect too. Yeah. Here's what a lot of people do. They say, I have this desire I want to manifest, but I also have this life I have now, and I don't want this life to change now. Well, that's a conflict, right? You know, yeah. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my marriage. I don't want, you know, to lose my relationship with my friends and my kids and all this stuff. That's not how this works. You have to be completely open to whatever happens. Yeah. And when you get to wherever that next level is, from that higher perspective, you'll look back, you'll say, everything worked out perfectly. You know, yeah. everything worked out perfectly. It's, yeah. Think about your first relationship in high school. You're in love for the first time, and that relationship ends at the time. It seems like the worst thing in the world for it to end. But from our perspective now, we say, you know, thank God that person's not still around. You know, that led me to this and this and this and where I am now. Mm. That's true of everything, including where we are now. We can allow this to be changed and go to the next place. And in that next place, we'll look back from a higher perspective and see that everything's perfect as it is now. Yeah. So this, Wouldn't it just be boring if nothing changed? Like, then what's the point of living another day if nothing changes? Well, here's the thing is that people are afraid of change. And so they seem to control their reality by not wanting change. And this is why most people don't move away from where they're born or where they grew up or their family. You know, They say, I want to go off and, and do these things and live my life, but I can't leave my family. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <clears throat> Fear of being alone and yeah. Fear of, yeah, fear of loss, fear of being alone, fear yeah. of the unknown, all that stuff too. We have to embrace change. If we want to become who we truly are, it's going to change. My life has radically changed. And had I known what was going to happen six years ago, I wouldn't have wanted this journey. But yeah. from this perspective where I am now, I thank God that everything happened the way it did because it allowed me to go slowly into becoming who I am. Yeah. I also have the fear of like, what if it doesn't change? Oh my gosh. What if I'm stuck here forever? Which I know is of course ridiculous because everything's going to change. It always does. That's the whole plan. That's the whole, I, whole idea of it. Yeah. But there's still this thought, oh my gosh, what if I never get past this? What if it never gets any better? It's just, I, I can't shake it. It's always there. Mm. It's just, but I'm so glad that I don't know what's coming. That's such a relief to not know what's coming because then I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. 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 You don't want to know what's coming. It no. wouldn't be an adventure if you knew what was coming. It wouldn't be an exploration if you knew what was coming because, you know. Who's and I would end? worry. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't go and explore the Mississippi River because I have maps and I know what's there, you know. You know, there's not much of an exploration because I know everything that's there, you know. That's not an exploration. The exploration is to go somewhere where no one's gone before to uncover something that's that you can't see yet. You know? But if you did go to the Mississippi river tomorrow, it wouldn't be the, it's not going to be the same river that was there yesterday and you won't be the same that you were yesterday. So it's going to be a new exploration either way. True. Yes. True that. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Um, yeah. 
So, oh, I ruined your moment. No, you made it even better. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You made it even better. Yeah. I noticed with the questions today, because yesterday, no, last time, I think, I was complaining that um, both Joshua and Laurel's answers, they were too similar. So obviously today, because I noticed the questions are, no, the answers are really different. Are they? Because they, I think they answer two different questions. Ah. So I guess I got my wish today. Okay, good. Do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. I'll go first. Let's see if I can find it here. Okay, great. <clears throat> Dear Joshua and Laurel, I do have a question, kind of a sudden realization, really. My vibration has taken a huge jump this year. Lots of amazing things happening, and it's all quite surreal, but great. It's these ideas I've been playing with manifesting, and they're really giving me goosebumps. More money flowing in than ever before, more opportunities to travel, that kind of stuff. Sadly, my frustration with friends who seemingly can't be arsed to stay in touch has been softened too, and it's like, I get it. We are in a vibrational match. We've gradually been pulling apart for a long time. It's not them being arsed, it's actually me getting myself up to speed with my desires. We're on the same wavelengths, that's all. Sam is English, what does arsed mean? Asked? No, I don't think it's a, I don't, it's not a uh, typo. No, ours. No, it's how they pronounce an ass. You know, oh. the, the ours or like right. being an idiot, being an idiot, being an oh, ass. Okay. Oh, an ass. Right. Uh, okay. I watched my first Teal Swan podcast the other day, and she reconfirmed exactly this idea that nothing is lost, and we mustn't fear the parents. This apparent step out of our comfort zone, and the loss of others because they can always catch up with us and make the leap at some point in time too. I guess my question is why? Seeing as on emotional intelligence level, I know all of this stuff in theory, did it take me so long to have that eureka, I get it moment in practice? Thanks, Sam. By the way, um, do you ever watch Till Swan? Sometimes. Yeah, I think she's great. She's, she's the one person that I really admire and look up to. I sometimes find there's a bit too much uh, darkness there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I just get a bit overwhelmed with the darkness. There is, yeah. With our history, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go into Joshua's answer here. Dear Sam, when you ease your attachment to what exists in your present life, in this case, certain friendships, you allow yourself to move to the next level. It is the fear of loss that prevents humans from becoming all they could be. They perceive that if they attract a new reality, then what exists in their current reality will be lost. This irrational fear prevents them from acting on inspiration. You did not have this fear as you embarked upon your passion. You assumed that your friends would be there to revel in your newfound successes. However, since everything is vibrational, you will only maintain connections with those on your same vibration level. And isn't that what you truly want anyway? Absolutely, yeah. right? So you and I are in the same vibration level. Wendy, Tracy, Isabel, all these people who are in our lives, Mark Shahada, Kyla, everyone, everyone in the boot camp, they're all, we're in each other's reality for a purpose. Mm. You know, and, and it's not like the exact same vibration level. Like it's like you get from me what you need based on your vibration level and I get from you what I need based on my vibration level and that's why we're the match. Yeah. Not that we're on the same path or anything, it's just that, that we match vibrationally. And all those people that annoy us because they're so stupid are also a match. If they're in our reality. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're no longer in the reality because they're so stupid, then they don't match. And no then they don't annoy me, right? So, yeah, then they don't yeah. annoy you. Yeah. 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 And that annoying aspect of them is what you need to understand for you to get to the next level. Exactly. Right. Yeah. What is this resistance to how they're being why is this creating this negative emotion? It's this illusion that they should be different than they are for you to be happy. Yeah. 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 That's okay. the conditions need to change. Yeah. Yeah. So um, have you, have any of your friends faded out lately? I honestly, I have, there was almost none left in my, like my physical world. The only ones that I have now are in this, 
the community, the spiritual community. It's not like we broke up or anything. It's just like we don't spend time or talk to anymore. And it's kind of scary because now all my friends are, <laughs> they live on different continents mostly. Yeah. Thank God and for technology. Yes, but it's like I can't, you know, go out for coffee or for dinner with people over Skype. I guess I could, but it's not the same experience. Yeah. So it's, it's that social part has always been challenging to me. That's one of the things Joshua told me that was like our task to work on during the one-on-one. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. When are you moving to North Carolina? We got a big house. When I have someone worth moving for. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Okay. Those in your life come uh, can come with you to any level or they can remain wherever they are vibrationally or they can choose another path. If they are in your life in this present moment, then in this present moment, you are vibrationally compatible. If they are not in your life, then you are not currently matched. This doesn't mean that you won't be matched sometime again in the future, your example of success can be quite an influence. If they are inspired by your example, they can make their way to your vibrational level. If they resent your success, they will drop into lower emotional states of being and create manifestation events for themselves until they reach new perspective, a new understanding, and a new vibrational level. It is always perfect since the vibration will always create a reality that matches it. Sure, I mean, this happens all the time when someone gets success, people are either inspired by their friend who became successful or resentful that why did they win the lottery and not me? You know, they have to use the person's success as their, you know, something about it means something about them, you know, right? I'm not good enough. This person's better than me. They did all this stuff. Well, that's just a, lo- a limited perspective on the whole. And we all know about this, that this happens, which is also another reason for us to use the excuse of staying small, because we know that if you sort of become too large or too happy or successful or just like start blooming, some people will get jealous. Yeah. And so you stay small because if you're small, everyone, that's safe. Everyone will feel, you know, not threatened by you. So you stay yeah. small and have a, not, a less than perfect life. Well, it's perfect, but l- smaller life than you could have just so that you can stay safe and make sure everyone else is happy. Yeah. This may be that we have to make others or keep others happy. Yeah. Right. This is exactly what Josh was talking about in that in this case, Sam didn't assume, Sam assumed that her success would be thrilling to her friends. Right. Because, you know, it has nothing to do with them. And she just pursued her yeah. passion. Yeah. But imagine if you said, OK, well, I'm going to go and get this job. And if I have this new job, this new title, those people working at my current job. OK, so imagine you're working in a business in, in some company and you try and go for this promotion. What will all your coworkers think of you now that you're their boss? Yeah, you know? that's not a good, that's right. not a happy so the inspire, situation. The inspiration comes to go for this promotion and then the fear comes, it says your friends won't like you anymore and so you don't even try. Yeah, right. exactly, yeah. You had that fear of loss. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> In the clarity that comes with alignment, you can perceive that your friends are perfect where they are. In fear and doubt, you believe that they should be different than they are. Since it is all vibrational, you can know for certain that the people in your life in this very moment are vibrationally matched to you in some way. If they're not there with you, then there is some reason for, for them. Oh, sorry. If they are, if they're not there with you, then there is no reason for them to be in your life at this time. They will serve no purpose. Since everything and everyone is attracted into your life for a reason, if there is no reason for them to be with you now, then they need not be there. It is simply the ineffective, ineffective use of your imagination that creates the illusion of loss. You might think that things would be better if your old friends were part of your new life. However, the opposite is true. They would actually limit your expansion. Wow. That's, yeah. that's a good one because I keep thinking, well, what if I don't make new friends? But, you know, it's, if it's meant to be, it will be, I guess. You just yeah. have to trust what's going to happen. Exactly. Many, many people do not embark upon inspired dreams because they fear losing the people in their lives. 
They do not make the vibrational adjustments that would lead them to the life they prefer to live. They keep their vibrations limited in order to maintain some control over their current reality. They presume that a future reality at a higher vibration would risk the loss of that which exists now. Since loss is an illusion, there is no real risk. You know, what's an illusion too is that those people are the same today as they were yesterday, six months ago, a year ago, right? Yeah. They're totally different people. And so your experience with them a year ago is an experience with a different group of people. You were different and they were different. Yeah. That will always be with you, that experience, vibrationally. It will always be part of that vibration. If they're with you today, that's a different experience with, mm. with truly different people, and you're different too. So you just only want what's a match to your reality today, and, and if you can let go of this fear of losing people or losing things or losing definitions of yourself – then you can more easily act on inspiration. I think it's such a, just such a huge idea about allowing people to go in and out of your life like that without trying to cling to them. Because at least for me, and I think maybe for some, for other people too, once you find those special friends, you want them to be there because you feel good being around them and you feel appreciated. And Usually there's more people there's more people who you feel that you don't connect with than the people that you do connect with really deeply so yeah. you want to keep them there. Yeah. And so once they start drifting or you start drifting away whatever happens I don't know but it creates this feeling of uncertainty and for me it creates did I do something wrong should I try to like to try to cling to them try to keep them coming back. Yeah. It's just it's it's a very uncertain situation a very there's so much unknown in the situation because you can't know what the other person is thinking if they're missing you if they just forgot about you if they're happy without you you have no idea yeah I my you know my life led me to where I am right now and part of that life was as a kid moving every year so I was never in school uh, until ninth grade never in school more than a year so I was really That's good hard. at making friends and I was really good at letting friends go because I couldn't keep up with them. There's no Facebook and there's no way you'd have to write letters and you could write two letters and then that'd be it, yeah. you know? And yeah, from your perspective, it's hard. My perspective yeah. was it was pretty easy because I was used to it, you know? That's and, horrible. Yeah. Well, it, it allowed me to do this because in this um, teaching Joshua, tons of people come in. Mm. And some of them go. Yeah. You know? And if I felt, and I build strong relationships with a lot of people. Mm. And if I thought I had to maintain those relationships, I couldn't do what I'm doing. It wouldn't work. Right. Mm. I would be too upset when those people left. Yeah. For whatever reason, you know, and some really important people I don't hear from anymore. Yeah. And once in a while I'll get a contact or something, but they're not like in my daily life like they used to yeah. be. Yeah. That has to be okay with me. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that was like that, that experience prepaved my ability to do what I'm doing now. And so we can look at our lives in all these kind of ways and they can, yeah. you can see how they prepave for whatever you're going to be doing. It's so crazy that you can see that link there. Yeah. That's well, wild. Yeah. The more I've been doing this boot camp, the more, you know, one of the first assignments is to write your story. Mm. And by the end of it, you can see how your story is. And then when you rewrite your story and you think about more and more and even don't even rewrite it, but think about certain aspects of your story, you can see, oh, that's why that happened. Oh, that makes per perfect sense now. You mm. know, oh, I get that. You know, my thing about my name, I get why I was ashamed of it when I was younger, because I wasn't being who I really am. Yeah. You know, any aspect of yourself that you're ashamed of is coming from a, limita a limited, you know, perspective of yourself. But once you see yourself from the higher perspective of who you truly are, then that isn't shame anymore. You, you embrace it, whatever that is. Yeah. What a relief. Yeah. That brings more freedom. Yeah. hundred percent. The eureka moment came as you realized what was happening from a higher perspective. This is an important thing to realize. 
from a limited perspective, you might perceive that life as it is would be prefer preferable to the new life at the higher vibrational level. That simply is the, the illusion created from a limited perspective at a lower vibrational state. The reality is that from your higher perspective, you will understand how everything worked out perfectly. Therefore, you never have to worry about loss. From the higher perspective, there is no loss. No matter how high you raise your vibration in the future, from the elevated perspective, you will always see that things worked out perfectly. The perception of imperfection can only be maintained from a limited perspective. Always feel free to soar to great heights. You will only gain from these experiences and you will never truly lose anything. You have nothing to risk by raising your vibration and following your dreams. The only risk comes from the limitations imposed by fear. So, yeah, so she has that eureka moment now because she's already gone to that higher vibration. And that from that perspective, she can see exactly that this was all a vibrational thing and those friends couldn't keep up with her for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, how come she didn't see it before? Well, from a limited perspective, you can't see it because your perspective is limited because you haven't made those leaps to become who you've become. Yeah. But from up here, you can see things so much clearer, and that's this clarity that's, that comes from this higher perspective where, mm. where we are now. So my clarity is from where I see it now, six years ago, I can see that that life, while quite elevated through Abraham, and I was pursuing my passions, I was still living in a, a life of control. And I was yeah. trying to you know, make that work. And I was enjoying life and everything, but compared to where I am now, that was still the cheese greater life. I was still in resistance all the time, still having manifestation events, still struggling, still trying to make things work, blah, 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 still having problems. Here I am now, things are so much clearer, and I wouldn't trade this life for that life ever. Yeah. So, I, right. I, yeah, I'm really glad to have this life too. Um, I'm still trying to control it though i just i find acceptance really hard like i'll be fine for days or weeks and then these repeated like these manifestation events that are usually tiny because i get really <laughs> i overreact to small things <laughs> uh so luckily i i don't have to have these big events but i notice that it's the same issue that comes up being repeated so that i have to work on it yeah and it's just, once I'm in the middle of it, it's just, it just takes all my focus. I can't sort of put it away. I'm just focused on it all the time, fixing it. And it's yeah. just crazy compared to how I used to not have this awareness of there needing to be something to fix within me. Yeah. It's a totally different. My old life, I was totally trying to get people to appreciate me. Yeah. And I had massive, massive manifestation events around this where I would do something for people and I'd be, be totally stabbed in the back, you know? Yeah. yeah. One time, um, one of, when I had my real estate company, I had one of my agents who was a friend of mine. He said, um, let's open a branch office and I'll be the manager of it. I said, sure. And so I, you know, found the office, renovated it and put him there as a manager, gave him, bigger commission split and a split of all the agents in that office. <clears throat> he ended up embezzling escrow money, dollars <gasps> you know. Oh, my God. Setting up an account in his name, saying he was the owner of the company. Ooh. <laughs> the, the bank never even checked, right? Yeah. And so all these people putting deposits on houses, he just put them in, in this account and kept the account. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it was fun for him for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I noticed that Joshua's answer was mainly about friends and Laurel's answer is more about the Eureka moment. Oh, good. Excellent. Well, that's, that's so brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's very different. Um, do you, do you notice how I'm trying to be accepting? Why? <laughs> Why do you care if it's different or not? I know I shouldn't care. Would you want it to be the same answer? No, that's, that's what it was the last time or the time before, and I complained about this. So this is like I'm getting what I asked for. Yeah, but what would the benefit be if it was the same answer? 
you know? Exactly. Uh, I much prefer this. I'm just yeah. like, I guess I'm in a non-accepting mood today and I'm just using right. this as an excuse to continue. Okay. <laughs> okay. Dear Sam, when you hear new ideas or new thoughts, you use your previously gathered information to process these new ideas. You use your old beliefs to analyze if you choose to believe in these new ones. In this new approach that you are learning, you are having to challenge your old beliefs. This can trigger fear because if you need to change those beliefs that are the basis of your perception of reality, how can you know what is true or not? How do you navigate these new waters? The process can be complicated and it involves more or less your whole reality. One belief can be tied into a million other beliefs. And so when you change one tiny bit in the corner, it creates an avalanche of other changes in different parts of your perceived reality. The changes happens first within, which explains why it might take some time for the physical reality outside of you to manifest and show these changes that have already occurred within you. When the outside changes do come, they reinforce your new beliefs, and this reinforcement then ripples out to the other corners and creates a reinforcement all over. This reinforcement creates a new stability in the totality that is you, and by doing this, you make yourself ready and open to a new shift, to more changes once again. The process of change is constantly ongoing. It is just a matter of where, of where in the process you are at any given moment. The outer reality will always be a few steps behind your inner world. That's nice to know, isn't it? Yeah, so it's a relief. Doing, yeah, we're doing this work and things don't seem to change right away. Yeah. But they have to come into alignment at its proper time. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of a lag there. But yeah. it gets you ready for when the changes do come. Because if a change happened instantly, you wouldn't your beliefs would not be firm enough for that to for you to allow it in. Yeah, which is challenging for those of us that are impatient because like I want to I want to wake up 20 pounds lighter tomorrow. Like I'm ready for it. Do it overnight. Or like I want to wake up uh, being a millionaire. Like I'm ready, do it overnight. Obviously I'm not ready, but I'm I want those big changes, but I guess I don't because if I was ready for it, I would have it. So I'm Yeah, you want to go through every experience that will prepare you for that, you know. Yeah. Um, I talk about this all the time. Is like, think of a stand-up comedian. Think of it, okay, you start out your first day on open mic night. And if you knew how it's going to unfold, that you would be a star in 20 years. But in the first 15 years, you had to encounter 1,000 total bombs. Oh, God, yeah total where, where people booed you, right? You have to go through each of those because only through going through that process can you I, identify what it is, that, who you truly are, right? Yeah. The process of becoming a stand-up comedian is going from this completely bullshit version of yourself to a highly authentic version of yourself, you know, yeah. and letting yourself be totally exposed and then wanting so badly to create something that's funny and entertaining, that you have to drop everything else and align with that inner being who's going to feed you that that those golden nuggets. And it's going to take 20 years to do it. Yeah, Most people wouldn't do it. Right? I wouldn't do it. I mean, I've had a super easy life. And if I knew what was coming, I still wouldn't do it. I would never do. <laughs> I would never relive more than like maybe a handful of moments. I would never do it. And that's why I'm so glad I don't know what's coming because I probably wouldn't do it if I knew what it's going to be yeah. like. That's yeah. the optimist me. Oh, yeah. that's such an optimist, right? Yeah. <laughs> the eureka moments can come at any time. You might have a small eureka when you do not completely melt down in a manifestation event that would previously have thrown you down the shithole. You might have a larger eureka when you see yourself accepting someone you used to detest. The larger Eurekas come when you have moved on, when you have reinforced and cemented changes in a major belief, and this has cemented itself in changes in many smaller beliefs, altogether creating a huge change in how you see your reality. You now have a very different perception of your, your reality. You move in your reality 
you now have a very different perception of your reality. Yeah. How you move in your reality and in the conditions around you in a very new way. And you feel very differently about yourself. This change is so huge that it will have taken time and space for you to process. Doing it step by step, day by day. You don't really notice the gradual change because of the smooth operation of the illusion of your time and space reality. When all these changes are cemented and you are living your new reality, being the new and more love-filled you, you will have a huge eureka moment when you find yourself in a situation that would have brought up fear in the version of you that you used to be. Suddenly you notice the difference in your reaction and how you feel about those conditions and the work that you have done is suddenly clear to you in this new reality. The Eureka moment is your recognition of your own expansion, and it happens once you have shifted beyond the integration process. Exactly. <clears throat> so once you have taken those steps, raised your vibration, and expanded to this new level, now you can see it clearly because yeah. it's integrated right? Yeah. That is who you believe yourself to be. Yeah. And from that perspective, you can see everything clearly. Go ahead. Yeah. And I get that because at least for me, once I'm in this whole processing and working on the manifestation events and trying to change my beliefs, like trying to accept the conditions, for instance, I'm sort of too focused on this task and doing the inner work. And I start, I don't really notice what's going on or what's changing. I'm just too busy working on myself. Right. And so I need sort of that time and space breather, that, that, yeah, that time to just relax and then reorient myself before I'm able to see that I did make some improvements. Because yes. it's just exhausting when you're in the middle of like a big change. It just takes, it takes a lot of work. But every step along that way is this expansive experience that prepares you incrementally to become who you're going to become. Yeah. Now the steps that come to you too are interesting how they come. Like, so just think about this year. Is this year a massive step forward for you? Yes. Yeah. I think that this year, this is a Jill Swan thing actually. She says, the year that ends with an eight is this year of coming into some balance, clearing up the old and coming into the new. Yes, that makes total sense because 2018 sense. for me was just like a quiet year of physical symptoms and like not really, I hardly channeled anything. It was just, I don't know, clearing out old shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you get balance in, in the eight year and in the nine year, it's called the huge stride forward. Oh. Okay. So I can trace this back to my whole life. 1968, right? I'm beginning my school. In 78, I go into high school, right? So mm -hmm. from 68, um, I'm in San Diego, going to South Africa, to uh, Detroit, back to San Diego, all these different schools. And now 78, we move to Booker Tone, Florida. 78 to 2000, to um, uh, 87, I graduate college in 87, right? So 88, I'm out of college and I begin my professional career to 98, which I've created this huge, 97 created this huge real estate company to 98 where it's all gone. Ooh. Right. Starting something new in 98. Uh, that's why I meet Lily, have this to 2008 where I lose all my money in 2007. That's so right? weird. 2008, start over again, build up, find my spirituality come to 2018 or 2017, end the marriage, move to North Carolina in 2018, build the stability, the huge life stride forward in 2019 is the boot camp. Yeah, and that makes sense. I'm a, I'm a spiritual leader and teacher. Wow. So this next 10 years is me going on this journey of spiritual leader and teacher, wherever that takes me. Yeah. The first leap forward in that. That's amazing. Yeah. And you're really good at that, looking back and seeing the, the path. Yeah. You're able to connect the dots. I always knew there was something in these 10-year increments, but it wasn't until Teal Swan talked about it that I realized what was happening. That is so cool. Yeah.
Yeah. Okay, last paragraph. The recognition of your expansion is actually the, the, the last part of the process. Once you can recognize the change in you, it means you have already shifted. In the middle of the process, you are working hard on your limiting beliefs and you are often deep in fear. The change process is very intense, and so you spend most of your focus and awareness on creating the change. The eureka is your payoff, as well as the new reality that you are now living. So we suggest that when you do have a eureka, celebrate yourself and your progress, and get ready for the next round. The expansion is endless and eternal, so you might as well learn to enjoy it and celebrate the process. And what's really happening is that the process is showing is, is realizing who you are from a higher perspective. So, so Sam went from this inspiration to write a book hmm. to ending up writing three or four books and becoming a celebrated author in this yeah. short period of time. And so now she sees herself as a celebrated author, you know, amongst other things, right? Yeah. But the successes of what she's done creates this higher perspective on herself. Hmm. Plus she's been doing this, uh, spiritual work the whole way through, you know, um, I, she has a law of attraction blog. I've, I met her on Jeanette Ma's, um, website there. She's one of Jeanette Ma's followers on good vibe blog. You know, she's asked Joshua questions. She's read the Joshua books and, you know, and she was actually my literary agent for a little while while the first book was being published. Oh Yeah. And she ended up, she took it to a bunch of places and they're like, no channels, no channels. <laughs> took it to Hay House, no channels. We only have one channel here. You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I wonder what's coming next for her. Yeah. yeah. Well, possibly movies, right? You yeah, know? it could be. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. something even, even bigger that we just can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that the goal of this though, what's coming next, don't try and plan it. Yeah. I may have told this story before, but um, uh, who wrote E squared? Let's see here. I don't even know what that is. Oh, my God. That's like this big, huge, gigantic book. Um, Bigger than the Joshua books? Yeah. This is like oh. as, big as, as big as the secret, you know. Um, oh, just back in the old days? Not even that old. E, oh. e squared. Come on. Why is this not coming to me here? Pam Grout. Okay. <clears throat> so, so this book sold, you know, 5 million copies or something. Okay. And so she was on the first Law of Attraction cruise that I was on. And she asked Joshua a question. And, the, and she says, you know, my, what I really want is to have this TV show about love attraction, right? And so she goes, you know, so that was what the question was about. And Joshua says, don't hold on to that desire because that desire is limiting. That desire comes from your perspective right now. But from this higher perspective of who you're going to become, you can't know what the best avenue is, what the best thing is for you personally. You're assuming that the next step is a TV show or anything, and she wanted it so bad. But it could be it could be something else altogether. And so we did this at a roundtable on the cruise. It was our second presentation. And so everyone was like, oh, my God, that's a really good answer. And then I said, so to her, what did you think about that answer? And she goes, well, I was really asking for the producer's name. Oh. Like Joshua could pick yeah. out a producer's yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, didn't get it at all right over her head, you yeah. know, but now I see that lesson taught more and more only focus on what you're interested in today yeah, and let the future take care of itself. Cause it's going to be beyond anything you could hope for. And all your desires that are based in your perspective where you are now are usually based in lack where you think that if this desire gets manifested, then I'll feel good. You know, if I get that TV show, wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah, no. If something changes, yeah. yeah. Joshua was saying it could have, it could be, you know, a podcast. It could be a documentary. It could be a bunch of different things. It yeah. could be so much bigger. You know, and back then, the idea that it could be a podcast 
you know, podcasts now, certain podcasts are way more popular than TV shows. Mm. This podcast is way more popular than a lot of TV shows. There's stuff on YouTube that has so many more views than most TV shows do. You know, yeah. there's a show called The Hot Ones where this guy eats chicken wings with movie stars and rappers and they go from mild to super hot and he asks questions while they're doing it and he's got 6 million subscribers or something, right? But the average view of that is like 10 times more than, than the nightly news or anything that's going on on TV. You know? yeah. It's amazing what is going to happen in the future that we can't even see now. Yeah, we have no idea what's going to be invented. We just can't right. imagine because we're not at that vibration yet. Exactly. Thank God, yeah. yeah, thank God. That's why everyone's worried about global warming or any big problem. They can't imagine the invention to it. Yeah, yeah. By the way, there's going to become a time where humans will have the ability to control the weather. Okay, cool. Did you yeah. know that? No. Yeah, that's like a normal evolutionary thing for a planet. At yeah. some point, we'll gain control over the weather. And so hurricanes and droughts and things will be something of the past. But then you'll be controlling the conditions. Yeah, we'll control the conditions. We control the conditions now. We live in a house, don't we? But the point is to not control the conditions. The point is for you specifically not to control the conditions because you think the conditions should be different than they are. Yeah. Right? So here's an example. The, in the 70s, there was the fuel crisis. Everyone said, we have 10 more years left of fuel on this planet, and we're all fucked, right? And so everyone's worried, how are we going to do this? We'll conserve fuel. Don't drive so much, blah, blah, blah. One guy who wasn't concerned with it invented the catalytic converter, catalytic converter, and that instantly like quadrupled fuel reserves. So now instead of 10 years, we have 40 years. And then another invention, another invention, another invention, and now we have limitless supply of energy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I find it hard to worry about these things because I just, I'm too, I'm too absorbed in my own little world. I just don't care enough about other people. I just care about don't me. Don't care. Only care about you. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. absolutely true. It's totally different than how we're programmed. But being selfless is the most selfish thing you can do because you're yeah. only doing it to get recognition. Yeah. Being self-centered, realizing that you are the center of your reality, that the only thing that matters is how you feel, and by feeling good, you will be of benefit and service to others. By feeling bad, you'll be of service to no one, yeah. right? So feel, figure out a way to feel good. You are the only important thing going on in your reality. Don't worry about anyone else. Don't worry about the conditions outside of yourself. Do whatever you can to maintain that alignment and feel good. And accept the conditions. Accept, accept. Don't try to control. Accept I'm, them. I'm working on this as hard as I can. Accept them. Accept, yes. appreciate. Gratitude. Are you doing your uh, morning daily spiritual practice? No. <laughs> You're not doing your practice? No. Yeah, I didn't like it. I don't like doing that. Yeah. And look where you are. Yeah, I had a really good day yesterday, so I didn't want to ruin it. And I had a good day today, too, working on my... It's weird, because now I'm at a point where I like I, I can feel bad and still feel good. Wow. It's like I feel good at the bottom, and then there's these bad-feeling clouds, just like... And it's like, oh, that's interesting. I feel bad. But I still feel good about it. Yeah. It's weird. It's that's weird. A, yeah. Different. Different. Cool. I'm All right, weird. this has been like probably the best podcast in the history of the world. Would you yes. agree? And a quick one, a quick one. That's good. It's an hour. It's three o'clock now. It's good. Yeah. It's yeah. a perfect length right here. Yes. Perfect. Yep. I don't like <laughs> long podcasts. We should ramble on for another 20 minutes about nothing. The we only reason not. people come is to hear you talk. I, I highly doubt that, Gary. I highly oh, doubt that. Oh, my God. Yeah. The mail from the mail room down the hall here. Yeah. They yeah, the mail room. Laurel sacks of mail are like stacked up. Yeah. With fan yeah. mail. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> okay, remember, your reality changes when you see yourself from a higher perspective as you truly are, right? The yeah. only thing that's holding any of us down is these this, this self-absorption, what is it? self 
pity, self-fascination with our limitations, mm. or holding on to our own limitations. When I say there's mail that the whole mailroom is full of bags of your fan letters, you should say that that of course there is, right? But no one uses paper anymore, Gary. It's you know email <laughs> bagfuls. We'll say yeah. that was the only thing that was not right in that picture. That's what I was doubting. That's you weren't doubting the the that you deserve that much fan mail. I absolutely think I deserve it. I'm not sure if other people think so. Okay. When, so your fabulous book, yes, the first book of Laurel yes. on Amazon, yes, was written how long ago? Two years ago? I think so. Yeah. Okay. When is the next one coming out? I don't know. I don't have money to uh, publish it right now. You can do so a, I'm waiting uh, for the abundance. Do a do a uh, uh, what's it called a uh, crowdfunding thing. No. Listen, the weird thing is, as soon as I started putting prices, fixed prices on my services, the questions stopped coming in. Good. And I had the idea the other day, oh, I should raise my uh, rates. Yeah. Why do I like, why do I feel, why do I want to raise my rates when people don't even want to pay the rates that I'm having now? Because they don't see any value if it's only $35. When it's it's $5,000, they'll see the value. It's not a logical. But it also has to do with you right? It has to do with how you value yourself. I've never worked for this low salary before. It feels weird. Yeah. Because it's when you're doing things for a spiritual thing, it's a different, like I could sell you a house and make a $25,000 commission and be like, I absolutely deserve that for my four hours worth of work. Yeah. I sold a house one time. People came to, I had two offices. I'm in the West Palm office. People came to the Boca office and they talked to my secretary. I got him on the phone. They said, we only want to live in this neighborhood, and this is the budget, right? It was a million dollars or something back then. And so I said, okay, there's two houses or three houses. I said, there's three houses in that price range, um, but I can't come down there and show you to them. So I called the listing agent who happened to list all three houses. I said, hey, can you pick up my clients and show them the houses? And uh, she goes, okay, they like this house. And so I talked to them how much you want to offer. I wrote down, I worked one hour and made $20,000. That's pretty good. You know, I could accept that. I accepted it. No problem. Yeah. No problem. And I was 20 something years old at the time. Um, now, you know, it's uh, when I started doing Joshua, it was like I would accept $600 a month for doing the one on one. Yeah. Because I was working eight hours a day for doing 10 people. Yeah. So six, so I, I could rationalize that I'm working really hard at doing it, you know. And now I'm working easier doing the boot camp, although, you know, it's easy for me because I love these conversations. So yeah. I have these conversations. I do one hour of coaching call, a couple hours of Joshua Live, mm. right? And... I see the benefit. In the future, I won't even be part of this. Other people will be doing it, right? Mm. You know, that's how this is going to evolve. But you have to get comfortable with who you are as a spiritual leader and teacher and what you have to offer that is life-changing for people. Because obviously, if people radically change their lives in their interaction with you, there is no price for it. But if you charge $35, they're not going to expect to have a radically life-changing thing. This is why people don't radically change their lives by reading books. I have a book. It's called a radical, what's it called? A radical change in your <laughs> perception of reality. So no, yeah. your approach to life, a radical change in your approach to life. I have a book. Yeah. Tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of people buy that book. And are people radically changing their lives? Well, maybe they're changing their perspective a little bit. It's the first step for a lot of us. Right. But it's yeah. $15, you know? Yeah. You do a boot camp at $3,000 and you radically change your life. That's the thing, you know. Yeah. So that's the one-on-one on one, on one was what radically changed my life. And that you was, spent 600 bucks a month for how long? I think at least a year. At least a year. Yeah. $2, it was $2, worth $2. it. Yeah. 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 $7,200, right? But I also think the book could be sold for a lot higher price because I loved those books. Yeah, I those books are great yeah. because it's the exchange of energy. You know, how much are you invested in reading a book? Well, it's passive. You put a little bit of money and you passively scan the pages 
and absorb whatever. You get into a thing like the one-on-one or the boot camp where you're actively in it. You have to engage. Mm-hmm. You had to write three or four questions a week. You had to meditate every day. You had to, do, you know, you had to be engaged over the long term, and you didn't really realize your ascension until mm-hmm. the final one-on-one call with me, where you said, "I can't channel." Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I'll Fuck that shit. You I can't channel. Fuck that <laughs> shit. Right. Oh, I was yeah. so pissed off. Yeah. Right, and so now you find yourself here. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, put together the book. You have enough questions, right? You've done enough stuff on Facebook, assemble that into a book and then make it a PDF, make it something, you know, that you can send to people. I can't use, what's the point of using already used questions? Because it's a flow and how you put it in the book, as people read one to the other one, one, this flow of going to go, it creates a perspective, especially if you randomly do it or if you do it in some inspired way, Right it'll come in as a collection of questions and answers. Maybe you separate them out. These are based in spiritual growth and these are based in, these ones are about abundance and these ones are about relationships, right? Section one. But this is already for free, both on Facebook and my blog. Yes, but it's hard to get to. It's hard to get to, right? It's It's not hard. It's right there. Yeah, but no, if if it's in a book form, you can have the book in your library. You can pull out any time. If you have the the um, Kindle form, it can read it to you. You know, people, this is a thing. you got to stop these limiting beliefs. It's coming out in huge ways, you know. It's coming out in these huge ways, and you're going like, man, no one's going to want it. No one's going to want it. Why should they do this? Why should they do that, right? Just get it out there. Put it together. And then the book doesn't cost anything to publish, the proofreader costs, and I need a proofreader. Okay. Uh, I got a proofreader for you. You want a proofreader? Sorry, a professional say, proofreader. And she'll yes. do it for free, right? So she'll do I, it for free. You, you, can't, you can't, like, pimp out your friends like that. No, she's in this boot camp with you. She's yeah, in, but she hasn't. You basically can't. your next-door neighbor. Yes, but you can't pimp out her services like that. No, but I could suggest to you that you reach out to her and say, would you like to proofread the next book? Yep. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll talk yeah, to her. All this, in this community, there's a ton of people who want to help. Okay, what else is expensive? The cover? No. No, cover's five bucks yeah. on Fiverr. Oh, the, um, the, um, you know, the, the editing for like the paper edition and the Kindle, the editing, getting it on like a page format. Yeah. Layout, How much does that cost? Three hundred bucks, right? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Three hundred bucks. We can we can raise that easily. Pre-sales, absolutely. Yeah. So think about it now. Let these ideas go crazy in your head. Get this out there. Become who you are. Become who I know you are. Do you like my motivational speaking aspect of of me? I should go on the road with Zig Ziglar. I kind of like it, and you're triggering fear, so I don't like that. Oh, well, I'm not triggering fear. Your perception of me is triggering your yes. own beliefs, which is triggering the fear. And the thing is, mm-hmm. without you to push and drive me, I wouldn't do anything because I'm not. I don't have that drive, so I need someone to push me. It's not so. a drive; it's inspiration. You yeah. have the inspiration, and yet you cut it off in mid mid thought because you're like, nah, that's not going to work. Who's going to like that? Nah, that's not going to work. That's not. That's inspiration that's coming to you. That's what's happening. Inspiration coming to you for you to be who you truly are. And you have a lot of limiting beliefs that are bringing up fear. And so you're shying away from the fear and the negative emotion instead of saying, fuck the fear. I'm going to push through it. What do I care if people buy it or not? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it may be for the future generations of the world. Think about those poor kids living who weren't even born yet. The poor kids who weren't even born yet who need this stuff and they'll find you and they'll go, oh my God, Astrid Halverson was the most incredible person, right? I, those aren't going to pay me. I need their money right now. <laughs> I don't, I'm not working for free, you don't asshole. Worry. I want the money. I'm not giving any more services for free. All right. That's the way to go. How old are you now? Am I allowed to ask that question to Norwegians? Yes, of course. I'm 37. There's nothing 37. wrong with being 37. You're 20 years younger than me. You got yes. lots of time. Lots yeah. Of time. So, wouldn't it be nice to have 
by the time you're my age, you could have 20 books. People well, are they expensive and uh, will they sell a lot? Because no, there's, no there's no point. There's no point. They'll sell eventually. I, yeah. Sell eventually. As people become aware of you, yeah. they wanna, they'll want to own anything they can get their hands on. I don't care about eventually. I care about now. Well, you got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere, right? Look, we've got this podcast going on for four or five years now. It's only now being successful, you know? Yeah. It's only now shooting up in the in the ratings. It's only now becoming the top 10% of, of all podcasts. I don't have that kind of patience. I know. But that's why you you don't have to try and get anything done. You just do what you're inspired to do now and then just enjoy what you're doing now. Like you're enjoying this, right? This is like, yes. this is fun. And this yes. is work. This is fun. And yes. so having fun and then this will go on wherever it goes and people will watch it or listen to it. And then this will build to the momentum of what will be Astrid Halverson and Gary Temple Bodley. And yes. so we're creating our futures by this blissful interaction that's fun right now. And, okay. And we're creating something that people will get something out of, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. Crossed. I love you. Thank love you for you. being here. Say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye to everyone. Tell them how they can find you. Laurelsmessage.com or Laurelsmessage on Facebook. Awesome. All right, everyone. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember... You are loved more than you can imagine, by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.